Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dolphin and the Phantom Menace, Wells, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember... Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is David. I'm Colin. And a lot of stuff has happened in the past couple weeks. I know we took a little bit of a break, but the Visions trailer dropped, and I thought it was incredible. It was fast. It was intense. It was everything that I thought it could be and more. So I know Colin had kind of a lukewarm reception to it. Yeah, yeah. So so here's here's my thing. I was never a big fan of anime uh, growing up. I mean, I, I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, but I was never into the other, into the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw this trailer. I was like, okay, it's anime. And 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 that's great. I got nothing against anime. It's just not my thing. But with some of these, these look pretty well done. And the cast is what really brought me in. Um that piqued my interest. Yeah, no, I don't think a lot of people know about the cast. No, no. Um, the like cast is pretty good. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is is gonna be in it, and, and he's a big Star Wars fan, and he's been trying to get into Star Wars in some way. So I'm glad that he's gonna be able to do that. And then um you've also got uh George Takia. I can't pronounce his last name, but he's yeah, and he um he played Sulu in Star Trek, and then he was also in an episode of the of the Clone Wars as well. Um, he, he, he was a Nemodian, um, in the first season, but I'm excited to see these stories. I I don't think they're going to be canon. I mean, if they do, I will be surprised. Uh, but if they end up being canon, they end up being canon and, and, and that's awesome. And that's great. Uh, but I just never thought that we would ever see like full out Star Wars anime ever. Um, it's just something that I just never pictured Star Wars would do, but I guarantee that this will do well. It will bring other people in and it will bring other people from different communities in because anime, you know, not all anime fans are Star Wars fans. So, you know, people are like, oh, hey, a Star Wars anime. I'm going to have to check it out. And I think that's a smart move on uh, on on Disney's part. But yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not a big fan of anime, but if you listen to the previous episodes of the podcast, I've talked about the Animatrix and how I kind of loved that that kind of series that they had um, after they released the first Matrix film. And to me, it was incredible. They released uh, one of the episodes, I believe, before the second Matrix film. And it was kind of like that Final Fantasy type of um, CGI that they were doing at the time, animation. And 
it kind of blew me away. And that was like almost 20 years ago. Um, but the stories were really incredible and it really added to the matrix universe. I thought, yeah. And, and especially, I believe the episode called second Renaissance. I wasn't a fan too much of a fan of the, the animation style, but the story was just so incredible. I, it, it was a prequel to the matrix, how the world came to be what started it all. And just having these stories and, and just this action that we're seeing, this these different types of uses of the force. I know you just saw a, a shot of the, um, the the stun rings that get shot out, get stopped in midair. Yeah. Sort of like what Poe Dameron, um, when he shot Kylo Ren at the beginning of The Force Awakens. I mean, stuff like that. And, and the guy pulling the lightsaber out of the holster and igniting it simultaneously. I mean, that's that's some really cool imagery that I thought we were going to get more of in the sequel trilogy, but we really didn't. That no. first blaster bolt stop, that was something we'd never seen before. And at that moment, yeah. when I first saw The Force Awakens, I was like, wow, they're really going to like do different things. But Yeah, the, the, the great thing about the sequel trilogy is that it did introduce us to a lot of things that we've always wanted to see in star wars and uh and and something that was great about uh about it uh, especially with the ships and stuff you know there was always times where where and, it, and with solo and stuff as well with the new films is that we've always wanted you know for for things to happen and the original trilogy never got to see and then in solo for instance we like saw him like drifting on rocks and like actually like you know doing flips like in the ship and like like doing a turn and like smacking another ship to another ship and and to me that was so cool and something great about you know um with any type of star wars animation is that they have more freedom with that and with the anime it's going to introduce stuff that we never thought we would ever see in star wars and most of it looks out there and that's fine but technically star wars is you know very out there uh and with the animation I I I I think it's going to bring in um a whole new different uh fan base and we'll have to see and there's a shot where where a Sith lord or whatever pulls out like a staff and then like the lightsaber like like he's holding it down or whatever and then it just turns into like a two blade and at the end of it, it he's blocking like blaster um shots and I'm just like okay that's that's interesting and I think it's something where you can kind of carry over uh, stuff from what we thought we were going to see in other films and just put it into an animation. And they kind of did that. Um, if you remember with Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson really wanted to do stuff, um, but then, but he never got the chance. And then with the Hobbits, he was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go full out in this last battle. And he used elements that he wanted to do and, uh, and return of the King and stuff, but he didn't get to do it. So he used it in the battle of the five armies. And that's why you see a troll with like a, like a rock head and he rams himself into like a wall. So it's uh, where, where stuff doesn't make it in movies. It might make it into other projects like later on. And this might be the result. Cause look at that. That's five blades and there's probably more blades on the bottom. So there's probably um, seven, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, one it's, staff. That's, it's the uh, Mary Poppins umbrella lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nuts to me. <laughs> to me. <laughs> Oh man, mm. yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. We'll we'll definitely have to see like what happens and 
how it turns out. So the story behind all this is that Lucasfilm gave all these popular Asian animation studios creative license to come up with their own Star Wars story. And you brought up the fact that you're not sure if these are going to be canon. I don't, I don't think, think most of them are. I think there's a possibility for spinoffs, depending on how some of these episodes for Visions will be received. And if they're received really well, I mean, you have that possibility. I think we now live in a time where nothing is is off the table. Now with Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian, it's, it's like, I mean, where do you go from here, you know? I mean, it's they have to... It, it feels like Lucasfilm is kind of loosening the reins a bit. Um, we thought with the anthology announcement and then it became Star Wars Stories, we were going to get more... Just a ton of new stories that tied into the existing lore of Star Wars, but right, they've been very tight with it, and it, it's probably due to directors having creative differences, like Trevorrow and Lord and Miller, and etc. But it seems like this is a great direction that Lucasfilm is kind of heading into, and it feels like they're trying new things and. This is just a great sign. And I know it, it feels like a lot of people were not, we're kind of discounting, kind of overlooking visions. And now people have kind of woken up after this last trailer because everyone was like Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. We want to see the book of Boba Fett. But now we have visions right after Bad Batch here. It's, this is going to premiere on the 22nd of September. So I'm looking forward to uh, it. On September I, 22nd. Yep. Yeah. So I thought it was great. That's, yeah, it it took me by surprise how imaginative some of these scenes were, and just the different I, scenes. And and it feels like yeah. there's a lot of storytelling involved. I mean, you yes. look at this frame; it just conjures up no, total Akira no, I, Kurosawa. I think that that episode in particular, where it's like black and white, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be my favorite. I think that's the one that's going to be like, okay, this is cool. Because George Lucas said that um, that he took inspiration from a bunch of different things, and and samurais and old westerns and stuff was like his main, um, like right, in, inspiration. So seeing that actually turn into a reality where now we are going to see like a samurai Jedi, that's pretty cool. Like that's something that George Lucas, you know, got inspired by, and now Star Wars is inspiring a samurai, you know, kind of based episode. And that's pretty cool to see. And just the storytelling possibilities. You see, it says came to this village and entrusted our ancestors with this. And he has a Kyber crystal and it's red. So bum, bum, bum. And you can just build the story in your mind. You have this sacred artifact in this box. There's a Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And yeah, basically the artifact is a lightsaber. Yeah. And of course they didn't have the crystal for it now. They have the crystal. Oh wait, wait. If you if you look at it, it does look like a samurai like hilt. Like if if you see Yeah, that. yeah. The like circular kind of yeah. uh, guard. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There has been so much um uh I, I, I know there's been a bunch of mashups of of people who have made like you know statues and stuff of like Darth Vader 
Darth mm-hmm. Vader as a samurai and just yeah, different characters as samurais. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is gonna be really yeah, look at that. I mean, that looks so cool. That looks awesome. Can you imagine that in live action though in slow mo pulling out the blade? Like it's that that would be cool. Yeah. And then he, of course you have this like Yeah, I I, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> that <laughs> I saw that and I was like, okay, that's I just for like I said, anime is out there. To me, anime was always out there. So Mashing it with with Star Wars is interesting because I think there's a scene where where there's a kid from Tatooine and he's like flying and then he's got like a guitar or something and he's blind. yeah there's gonna be like a rock opera episode really yeah okay yeah I guarantee if, if these end up being canon I'll be very surprised like I mean I the like of this one right here like of the samurai one I'm okay with that but the other ones where like the kids like flying up in the air like. Over at Moss Bespa, um, I just hope that it's not because yeah. that would just be weird to talk about. Like, I'll be in like this is the same place that Anakin Skywalker raced, but it's also the same place where there was a rock concert with a guy that flew up in the air, and then yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. There he is, right there. I think. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Uh, yeah, but... it's, it's some, yeah, some of the episode names are floating out there. Um, I, I think there's an episode title called Rhapsody or something. I think that's like the, uh, okay. the musical. Nice. And, and it might be with Boba Fett along with Jabba. Oh. And apparently Tamir Morrison is, is voicing Boba Fett. So Nice, that's cool. I mean, it lends more credence that it's going to be canon. I mean, they got the guy. Mm-hmm. And look at the shape of that saber blade. I it know. Looks straight up katana-esque. You know that people are going to be at Gox's Edge and they're going to be like, hey, where's that one? I'm going to add that to my collection. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the Visions trailer. We'll, we'll be getting that next month. I'll be... T- uh, couple of days after the uh after the wedding after brooke and i get married cool yeah. mm-hmm. it's a nice but, uh, it, well, yeah so uh so taka ytt has finished um his story he like has the story for his upcoming film how do you feel about that uh it feels like it's on schedule um I totally trust in him almost as much as I trust in Kevin Feige. I um, I think I'm he's just... <laughs> super creative. I think he's really brilliant. I'm a, and I, I think I'm, he's going to give nervous. us something. Um, I'm not because it's not an episodic film. So for me, it's like you can do whatever you want, you know? I mean. Right. I, I, I just don't. I mean, Thor, Thor Ragnarok was a different tone than out of the all of the other Thor films and that was great because of it was it, it was good because Thor needed that but going into Star Wars Star Wars has a blueprint and that's why a lot of people didn't like the last Jedi and it's a lot better because he's not going to have any of the main characters as we as far as we know if if 
any of the main characters showed up, I would be very, very nervous because that's going into the territory of The Last Jedi, and that's why people didn't like that. So that's my only thing, is that Star Wars is not a comedy. Like, you cannot... There are comedy elements, but if you force comedy into something that's not meant for comedy, then it's not going to be funny, and it's it's going to tick off a lot of people. So as long as he doesn't do that, where where you've got most of the main characters, like Anakin Skywalker popping a joke or something um, that he normally wouldn't do, I just, I, that's my, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. If, if it's got none of the main characters, if it has nothing to do with the main plot line, then I say go for it. But if, if we got, if we see R2 and C3PO, then I'm going to be a little nervous in there. It um, almost feels like Lucasfilm has retroactively given Ryan Johnson's trilogy over to Taika in one film. Okay. Because yeah. it feels like it's going to be brand new worlds, brand new characters. It would and be I, shocking we, if it was established characters from the sequels, prequels, original trilogy. It'd be very shocking. So I think it's going to be something pretty original. And I, I whatever he does, it's going to be good. I, the humor, if you think back to the last episode of season one of The Mandalorian, the, the, the two scout troopers yeah. kind of shooting their blasters and then punching Grogu in the head, it, you're going to get that type of humor in there. Okay, if, 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 if it's that type of humor, then I'm on board. Um, and, and again, you know, that was fine because because we weren't dealing with any of the main characters. Right. Um, uh, but... I, and I use Last Jedi as the example because that's the biggest one, and that's what really, in my opinion, that's what really turned the fan base. Um, be before that, most of us were you know on board and stuff like that, and then as soon as Last Jedi came to theaters, people started looking at Star Wars differently just because of this one movie, and and it was over f- like forty years that we never really had any huge problems. Like, I mean, I, I know with Jar Jar and stuff, but that's like a different category because that was one character. But that but that one character didn't ruin the movie. It, it, it With The Last Jedi, there were numerous things, and there were some characters that could have been dealt differently. And Ryan Johnson just didn't stick with the blueprint, and he went off the rails with it, and he did his own thing. Like, if you watched behind the scenes, you even hear people say that, that he, he read the outline he threw it in the trash and started, you know, rewriting the script because he didn't approve of it and he wanted to do his own thing. That's what they say in there. And that's what made me like, okay. And then you watch it and you're like, this is not my Luke Skywalker. Uh, I mean, if, if, if Haldo just told the, told Poe the plan, no one would have died. No one would have gone to Canto by it. It was not good story writing. It was not. And, <laughs> And and with with the new new movies coming out, I have all faith in him. But as long as we don't go into main story, like into the main storyline with with the Skywalker saga, if it's its own thing, then I'm for it. But if it touches any of the main stuff, and it's, I just don't want that. No one really. I mean, it. it I I'm nervous. That's all I can say. I'm not. I'm not upset or anything. I'm just nervous about it because I don't want us to go through what we did for The Last Jedi. It really like turned the fan base. Well, yeah, I don't think we will because I don't think it's going to be anything tied to nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, universe. Yeah. And like I said, as long as we don't go there, then I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm super excited for it. And I think yep. 2023 mm-hmm. is when it's going to drop, or a little bit later, because I know Rogue Squadron is going to drop yeah. in 2023 of December. I and 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 it's weird not getting. I I, I mean I miss and and Brooke talked about this too the other day is that we we miss having you know. Star Wars like every week and having something to look forward to and 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 the Bad Batch was great but with the Mandalorian stuff like the live action was great and with Marvel it's been back to back like this entire time for most of the year um since since Scarlet Witch they really haven't had a breather it's been Marvel all the time and yeah December 2025 is when his movie drops okay it's a long ways from now long ways from now so I mean, I think I'll be that... forty-five years old. <laughs> there you go. Or forty-four years old. Yeah. I'll uh, let's see. I'm twenty-five now, so I'll be twenty. Twenty-seven. I'm getting old, man. They they need to pump out these films faster. Yeah, when you're on your deathbed, like when you're like in ninety something, and it's like, oh my god, it's Star Wars episode twenty three. I can't wait. That'd be cool if it was twenty three. Oh man, that means that they would have made all those other episodes ten, yeah. eleven, twelve. I-, I am hoping that. I mean, not hoping. I I know it's gonna happen where we go into next year, and we are just gonna get Star Wars back to back, um, kind of like we did with Marvel. I mean. Because of yeah. we've got Kenobi, we've got the leftover episodes from the Book of Boba Fett. Because of the Book of Boba Fett is going to kind of go into into twenty twenty two, and then you've got the second season of Bad Batch, you've got Kenobi, you've got the Endor series, um, and then you will also probably get a new Star Wars game. Hopefully, Star Wars Lego. At this point, I I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm done with it. Um, uh, and then you know possibly. Jedi Fallen Order 2 uh, and the new game, but we probably won't get, there will probably be a little break just before Star Wars Celebration. And they're going to hold all that information in. And then as soon as May hits, it's going to be Star Wars left and right and people are going to flip out. I'm I'm so excited for that because um, it's been such a while for like a convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I, I'm going to Dragon Con with like Matt and Sam and Brooke, and uh, a, a, including including Hunter Smoke as well. And that's going to be awesome because I haven't trooped like full out in a long time. So I I've really missed it. I'm so glad I'm going to be able to get the opportunity again. But Star Wars Celebration is like a whole different breed. It's 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 stepping into the world of Star Wars besides Galaxy's Edge, like. It's Galaxy's Edge and Star Wars Celebration that are like the most immersive Star Wars experiences that you could possibly have if you're a fan. Yeah, I don't think anything tops Star Wars Celebration. Even going to Galaxy's Edge, I well, think Star I, Celebration is just yeah, it's it's different for me because I've been there so many times. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the other day I was there, and I uh, and there's a cast member usually going out and teaching people how to play Sabacc. So uh, I I walked up and I'm like, oh, are you are you gonna teach us? And she was like, I actually don't know how to play. And I was like, well, I do. And she was like, can you teach me? So I taught her, and then other people started coming up, and I started teaching them. And then and then another cast member came up, and she was like, you work 
like here, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Cause it's 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 so cool to be like immersed in the world of Star Wars and and kind of deal with um and kind of be in character. I mean, we also went to the went to the cantina and I was talking to someone like like I was in the world of Star Wars and the bartenders are in like character as well. So I was just like, this is great. You know, this is an awesome immersive experience that you can have at uh, at, at Disney. And they did such a phenomenal job with it. And I'm so, and, and I'm so happy that, you know, I live 10 minutes away. Like it's, it, it really is a dream come true. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. You and James live 10 minutes away from Disney. Yeah. <laughs> you world in James land. I know. Uh, I don't think we ever thought that would ever happen. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's funny to think about, like, I, I am so I'm, I'm blown away by everything that's been happening lately. Um, and life is great. It's just a big transition. And you've noticed, uh, like listeners, you've noticed that some of us have not been on because we've been busy with all the transitions of getting married, new jobs, um, and life happens, but we're still here. We're still here. We are kind of, you know, in that off season where we are waiting for, you know, more of the bigger projects to come in, like the book of Boba Fett. Uh, right now I'm rewatching the Mandalorian. I'm just like, Oh, I can't wait to see the book of Boba Fett. Like that's going to be so good. Well, like Bosk and IG 88, like bounty hunters, like that's what we want, but no trailer yet. And I'm blown away by that too. Like no trailer at all. Um, we got the visions trailer. I think Lucasfilm is going to really try and push visions and maybe after visions is done or maybe during visions. Or or something that they should do is that the episode in, of Visions where they have Boba Fett have a trailer after that episode of the book of Boba Fett like for yeah. it. That would be a cool transition of being like, hey, if you want to see more Boba Fett, get ready for December. And then they would just kind of be like, boom. And that theme for Boba Fett, yeah. so good. Dun 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 dun. Like it's so feels very like swashbuckly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, and, and and it's also got like that old Western vibe to it as well. And that's what the Mandalorian is based off of, and that's what that's what Boba Fett was was like a uh, he was a gunslinger for hire, and it, 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 like a, a I mean, if you look at Han. He is practically, you know, that scoundrel space cowboy type figure. But I look at Boba Fett as more of um, of the Clint Eastwood of Star Wars um, because he's like very quiet. He like, you know, um, that episode and I believe it's episode six of season two of where he just beats the crap out of like all those stormtroopers uh with the tuscan raider uh help me out i can't think of the weapon the gaffy stick yeah the gaffy stick of just beating the crap out of them i mean i'm just like oh man like where was this in the original trilogy i mean this honestly is gonna be his redemption story because i i watched return of the jedi and then i watched the mandalorian i'm just like he he got beat by a blind guy (laughs) <laughs> and then you go to this, and he's beating the crap out of stormtroopers. I'm like, where was that? Where was that in the movies? I mean, come on, man. So I'm 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 really excited for him to kind of get that more of a redemption 
because yeah. some fans look at him as the Aquaman of uh, of Star Wars, where like, oh yeah, he's there and stuff. I mean, and he's done some stuff, but he's kind of built up to be this like really really cool guy. Um, but it was like okay, and then you got him in Mandalorian, and you're like, all right, I take it back. He's awesome. Like he's great. And they also did that for DC because Aquaman for years was like, oh, okay. And then Jason Momoa shows up and he just makes the guy like look like a legend. So yeah, I, I mean, there's not enough time in the movies to do that, but with TV with Disney Plus, you yeah. have a lot of time to do that and explore mm-hmm. characters and to show us different things that we've never seen before and to add on to just such a deep, rich history that Star Wars has. And with with Filoni and Favreau, it's like they're doing it right. They they have to keep on doing it, man. I mean, especially Filoni is the creative director now at Lucasfilm. And I'm so glad that he's there. And a lot of people online will say he needs to take over Star Wars. He kind of already has. I think he does what he wants to do. He does what he thinks is appropriate. And, of course, he runs it through Kathleen Kennedy first. And I think she kind of... I think he has a really great relationship with her and that he can actually explain and, and get her to really understand what he's, what he's doing, what star Wars is and really should be. So I, I think that relationship, I, I don't even think many people talk about it, but it feels like Filoni is a really great communicator. Uh, yeah. With the higher ups, even though he is technically one of the higher ups now, I believe he's just maybe a rung or two under, I think Kathleen Kennedy. So unless mm-hmm. he's right underneath, because I know John Knoll, uh, Doug Chang, and Filoni are all creative directors on, in Lucasfilm. Yeah, I was going to say, and I know there's Doug other Chang. executives as well. Yeah, that, yeah. that aren't as well known. Yeah, I I really hope that I really hope that we end up getting a. Um, I really hope that we end up getting. Uh, like some more of the original people back. I mean, I, I, I think it would be great to have George Lucas come back like for to actually help produce a film or something again. I think that would be great. Like, I mean, because of he's he's getting up there. Like, he is getting up there. Well, for, yeah, I, for I think age. his reasoning was he just he he does he doesn't think this is a good use of his time. What time he has left? Um, yeah, he had another baby. He got married again. So I think his his time is and he's a big he's a big proponent of family time. That's why he took that long break between Return of the Jedi and the prequels. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. No, I'm 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 excited about the future of Star Wars. It's great. We uh uh because of Kenobi and Andor actually both are wrapped. Uh so now yeah. they're in the so now they're gonna be in the post production stage, which is exciting. Yep. No more leaks have dropped that I have seen. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I, I want it to be a mystery. Um, I'm kind of I would love to hear at one of these marketing meetings of uh of like why they hold off on doing trailers and stuff for so long. Cause we still haven't gotten the trailer for Book of Boba Fett. We still haven't gotten the trailer for the new Spider-Man movie. Which is coming out in a, in a couple of months, like ads. Well, I think it's just placement with other franchises that they have that they want to promote, like with Marvel, 
they have Shang Chi, and yeah. they have the Eternals. They, to me, it yeah. would make a lot of sense if they if they say we're going to put the Spider Man trailer in front of Eternals, then everyone would go see Eternals. Right, right, and uh, and people would probably wa- go and watch Visions more if uh, if if they were like, hey, you know. During the episode of Boba Fett, you know, kind of stay after the credits and they drop the trailer for the book of Boba Fett. That would be cool. And that would get a lot of more people to watch it. Like. So and, and I it think could be just a sense like of they don't have to do that because, I mean, it's Spider-Man. It's Boba Fett. Right. Whenever this stuff's going to drop, everyone's going to find out about it. And it's going to both those trailers are probably going to break the Internet. So, oh, yeah, it, it's going to be trending big time. And it yeah, feels like I to know. me, I think I'm going to like the Boba Fett trailer more because I think they're going to show a whole lot more than that compared to that. Like what they stuff are is going to be like all underworld. And, and that's what we've been wanting um, since since the game, you know, 1313. Like, oh, my gosh, underworld. I, I, I mean, some of it's going to take place in, on Tatooine and that's fine. But I want I, I want to see him go back to Coruscant. I want to see them. And that would be a good way too to kind of introduce more of the 1313 stuff that they were planning on doing for the game. Just yeah. um, weave it into uh, the storyline of, oh, of, it, of it, oh, that would be so cool. So hopefully we will get to see that stuff more. And do you think we'll see Cobb Van um, kind of going into the book of effect? Cause I've been watching more. Yeah. Now, but, I think um, there have been reports that, yeah, Timothy Oliphant who got nice. nominated for an Emmy is probably going to show up. Um, yeah, he he was awesome as Cobb Vanth, and it was cool oh, that yeah. they weaved in a character from Aftermath in there, and um, pretty much got the same story for him. Like ninety percent of his story from the from the novel was was accurate. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna get other characters as well. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I like I I mean I, I, I figured Mando would like show up for like a brief cameo or something like that. And we know that Fennec Shan's gonna be there. But I think you said that like Luke and Grogu would show up and like I don't that think was, that's yeah, that was yeah that was a rumor that that it's kind of unsubstantiated but I don't there, think there's that a, would there's happen. a chance. But see I feel like Grogu's gonna show up early on. I think we're gonna see him and it's just going to bolster that show because he's like the number one character that they need to have in these series so that people will actually people outside of the kind of hardcore yeah. like, inner inner fandom that Star Wars has the outside all the other quadrants that uh, other fans of other things, I guess uh, children really because children yeah. really gravitate towards towards Grogu. So, well, something else that I was I, I was I've been thinking about lately is they they hired the guy to um that that did that really good that did that really good deep fake, right? Yeah. And now why would they hire him like that? Right, 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 because they're going right. to do more and, Luke stuff. <laughs> well, not just Luke stuff. Think about mm-hmm. it. They could also do you know, young it, it, Boba Fett stuff. Like young Boba Fett stuff, but they could also do possibly Han and Chewie showing up. They they could end up bringing that in. They could they could bring back Alden, but they could make them like you know make them look more like Hano because they with with having that 
access to uh, to the deep fake stuff, it opens up a whole new world of possibilities of to right. where you could bring other characters back right. that you know actors may not want to want to do or yeah. you know are are just too old to do it. And that would be a, a great way to like um, to have that character you know be there because. No one thought Luke Skywalker was going to be in the Mandalorian. And then here we are. And we're still talking about how amazing of a moment that was where the animation wasn't, you know, as great as we wanted it to be. Yeah. But now that they have, you know, more of that defake opportunity, I, I mean, like of the of the um, chance to use it. I think Disney's going to take full advantage of it. Lucasfilm is going to take advantage of it and they are going to apply it to a lot of the new projects where it's going to be like, okay, who's showing up next? Like, oh my gosh, like Han Solo. What? Like of, of just being there and, and, and having Han and Chewie, like young Han and Chewie again, that would be something to see. That would not be animated, like full out, you know, like a cartoon. It would be live action, seeing him, you know, of, of Boba Fett, you know, trying to because i'm i'm curious because of his attitude boba fett's attitude in mando season two was different than i thought it was going to be i don't know if him being in the sarlacc kind of changed the way he looked on life but i'm thinking that that if he saw han he would snap like kind of back into his old ways and he would hunt him down and i would love to see that happen um well i mean uh, he he was he was kind of like on that honor system that honor code that he had yeah, uh, to protect the child, to get the child back to safety. So, I mean, he was. I mean, he's like a gray guy. He's not good. He's not bad. He just yeah. does what he feels is right. Um, so it's going to be interesting how they tackle that in the series. But I'm really glad that you bought the whole deep fake thing because to me, it felt like Lucasfilm had like old man mentality when they thought about okay, well, we're going to do a solo film, but we're not going to deep yeah. fake. Harrison Ford's face onto Alden Ehrenreich, which they totally could have. And the guy that they hired, he did that. He has a reel that we put up in our Facebook group. And and it looks good. And, and you know, there are people. It's passable, way passable. Yeah. Yeah. And there are people that do really good impressions of Harris of like, you know, Harrison Ford was younger. So it's, it's doable. And it, and and, Marvel's already doing it with Ross Marquand with with red skull. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it it really is in, incredible of how much stuff you can do with technology. So I, I'm really excited to see what they're going to use it with, and I really want them to do it with Han Solo. If if Han Solo shows up in Boba and Book of Boba Fett, so many people are going to be like, "Wait, what? No way!" And more people are going to be drawn more in. So I think what what they're trying to do is they are trying to find more ways to bring in more like viewers and if yeah. you brought in han solo yeah it i think that they uh, are gonna bring in han solo i just don't want to get my hopes up when he doesn't yeah. show up but i feel like they brought luke with the mandalorian yeah. what's how do you top that you really can't top luke but you can yeah. actually match it with han solo i think right and uh and something else is that we actually are going to be getting uh, uh, a new episode of the mandalorian the uh, of 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 the gallery. Yep. On September twenty fifth. No, not not September. Uh, August twenty fifth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be really, really, really cool to see because we didn't know that that was Mark Hamill like wearing the actual costume when he showed up. But well, see, it's it's kind of. I still want to say it wasn't him, 
even though he did like the walkthrough and everything, I still think, I don't think it was, it was that other actor. Doing I, I think it was him doing the lives. I think when he does walk in and take off the cloak, we know mm-hmm. that was him. But I don't think when we actually see him like in lightsaber action, I don't think that was that was him altogether. But I guarantee Mark Hamill yeah. did go. I mean, and we'll definitely see him talk about how emotional that experience was because he's wearing the same costume from Return of the Jedi and just fast forwarding all these years later and putting on. I mean, playing Luke Skywalker is one thing where like you're an older version of him, but playing the same version of him like from the 1980s, I mean, that's that's like time travel. Like, it, 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 I mean, in, in, in a way. So I can't wait yeah. to see him react to that. Um, uh, it's it, just seeing Luke Skywalker, especially you, David. I, I I remember us watching it in our live reaction, and the 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 entire time it was like David. I'll never forget that, Colin. David, you're like David, David. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, and uh, you like had me like all muted because of you were just like okay all right, I, I need to focus and then i just remember seeing the x one i'm like no way and then he hops off and he turns on the blade i'm, I'm getting goosebumps right now i'm just talking about it because it's it it almost it was, felt, it was like a near-death experience it only almost felt like i died for a little bit just like <laughs> well, this is real <laughs> we just didn't think luke would show up again like i mean after last jedi mark hamill was like i'm done with that character i'm done with star wars that was part of my life. I'm moving on to different things. And we all know, which I've been saying is that actors tend to lie. <laughs> and sure enough, here he is. So I, I can't wait to see what, what the, what they can do with the deep te- technology, because they honestly can, can do so many things with other characters and, and bring them back. And something with Kenobi, um, uh, that opens up other possibilities there. We could see other characters that we didn't think we would see, but then they show up and you're just like, what? And then we'll be able to see younger versions of people, most likely in flashbacks. And and it's it's going to be phenomenal. And the great thing about technology is that it's always expanding. Uh, and, and we're always moving forward. And it's just going to be incredible to see. And I can't believe that we get to, you know experience it from our couches like it's it's gonna be awesome yeah like the scene right here i'm just seeing luke pop up that was amazing and and and, and the music was just yeah oh my gosh i can't i i mean i'm just having <laughs> that experience like over again i i remember after i watched it and because when we watched it, it was like 3 a.m and we were like, okay, we have to watch it again. So then we woke up the next day and, and we just kept watching it and watching it. And I just remember flipping out of just seeing these characters uh, and, uh, and and seeing Moff Gideon's face. He's like, oh my gosh, I know what's going to happen. I I I can't be more grateful of, of being a Star Wars fan. And See, just at this being point, I still didn't know if that was Luke or not when he's walking through with the black cloak. I was and then this, I was off. like, oh my gosh, I think that is Luke. Yeah, but then when we saw the green saber, it was like yeah. no doubt. Who did you think it was? Like, b- I was leaning like, towards you... maybe an unknown or a Cal Kestis. No, like I mean, okay. So for the listeners, we are rewatching this scene. Yeah, uh, yeah, watch but, this on YouTube. Yeah, uh, but 
it was just phenomenal of just watching um of just watching Luke be in action and then again like i said the music is what really got me uh yeah um because it was its own thing and it was in the moment and it made it more epic and the and the person that yeah because if this ends up being mark mark hamill i'll be surprised but uh i think that just having him back having luke skywalker back really it, it it brought more people in and it definitely brought more people in to watch the mandalorian and i think if they brought in a young version of solo um i mean well like the original version of solo um where he, he was like in the original trilogy that would be phenomenal and seeing chewie and han and and kind of dealing with the whole like thing with boba fett that would be remarkable. And then from Boba, from Boba's view, you know, they would be coming off as the enemy. Uh, and, and, and we've always seen it as the opposite side of where, you know, Boba Fett and Darth Vader, all of them were the enemy. But we would see it from Boba Fett's point of view of being like, you're the one who put me in the Sarlacc pit. I see you as my enemy. You're the bad guy. And I think that's I, one of the big questions. Are Luke and Boba going to meet up in the book of Boba Fett? What is that right. interaction going to be like? Yeah. And I, I, I mean... I after this I was like, oh man, if Boba Fett was on that bridge and he saw Luke Skywalker come up, <laughs> how do you think that would have gone down? I I always thought that that ever went down, I think Boba would like kind of break the break his like his pact and be like, no, you're one of the reasons why I'm like my face is all messed up. You're going down. I think there would have been some type of um fight between them. And I think that's why they like didn't put that into this episode of where Boba Fett stayed on the ship. I think that's why he just kind of left because they knew that they would have to have some type of confrontation. And that's why Boba Fett wasn't on the bridge when Luke shows up. But that's just me. Yeah, just incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Just the best. Just I got the best. stormtroopers laying around. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Classic I, Star so- Wars. So many stormtroopers got uh, just got bashed in uh, in in the Mandalorian altogether. That like scene from season one of uh, 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 like it was the last episode of where the armor is like beating the crap out of the stormtroopers with like the hammer and and her and her stuff that she used to make the armor. I was like, oh man! And then the scene where where Boba Fett just uses the gaffy stick and just completely destroys the helmet of a stormtrooper and you see like plastic flies and you're like oh no because i because uh, i have a tk and i saw that and i just picture that being my armor of just being like ah so i uh oh man it it, it really is great how um how star wars can make you feel all these emotions as well like it yeah. it, it, it it really shows you like how connected you can be to it and and how it can really bring you in um to the and in, and in, into a world that is fictional and have you have these feelings it's phenomenal and star wars has done such a great job with that and it's still doing it and it's going to be doing it for the for eternity so i i, I can't wait to see what they do with book of, book of boba fett and all the deep fake technology because of just kind of bringing in that old feeling of something that we know is what they've been doing 
and they've been getting a lot better at it because with Force Awakens, that was their first like shot at it. And and it was like, oh, okay, there were old elements there. But then as soon as we got to Mandalorian, you know, I felt like I, I I'm 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 watching I'm watching something that is from the original trilogy. Like I I like it, it just felt like a continuation when but it was his own thing. But then if you watch Force Awakens, some of the comedy and, and stuff like that, you know, uh and with the other movies, it just kind of felt not Rogue One and Solo, but uh, but the sequel trilogy. Because if you are dealing with the main characters and the main storyline, and when you do that, you got to follow a blueprint. Um, uh, because every, everything's got to tie in. And and if you go watch the prequels and you watch the Clone Wars, you appreciate the prequels more because of the Clone Wars. And what they're doing with The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and all these other shows that take place before the sequels they are trying to do with it what they did with the Clone Wars, where they made you appreciate the uh, the the other movies more. So now, when all these projects are done, and you go watch Episode Seven through Nine, you're going to be like, okay, I appreciate it more because there's more backstory, there's more of an understanding to these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So another story I want to talk about here is way back when Disney Plus was about to launch, I believe, they interviewed John Boyega, and he was asked if he'd do a Disney Plus show, and he said, what are y'all going to do, Disney Plus me? And I was like, wait a minute, dude, I don't think he understands what Disney Plus is going to be. And of course, there's a new rumor out there that John Boyega is going to get his own standalone Finn Disney Plus show, and and and, and, and this is just a rumor, right? It's yeah, official. it's just a rumor. It, it, it's it, it's just a rumor floating around. I guess grain of salt here, but apparently he, Disney's talking to yeah. him. I mean, it, and, it makes sense because you know he really hasn't done anything since. Like, I mean, they're, they're well. He's they're, done a few projects. Really has, um, not as popular Star Wars, of course, but projects really like up, but 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 not. Yeah, I know he's been shooting a lot of stuff. Uh, he's been on Instagram, but um, Oscar Isaac—he—he's pretty close with uh, Boyega from the last from the, from the last trilogy, and it could have been him maybe communicating with him, saying, "Hey, man, being on Disney Plus isn't that half bad because he's going to be in the Moon Knight series for Marvel." And yeah. I mean, Disney Plus is doing really, really well. Um, they're above their projected subscriber base. And it, it seems like everything that they've done up to this point has been has been pretty good. Live action. Yeah. It's just been the Mandalorian, but I mean it's they're rolling with new technology. Um it seems like every every big time actor wants to be a part of it. Um so it's it's kind of one of those things. I think he kind of spoke a little too soon. I think he might regret saying that. But in the long run, I don't think it's really going to matter. Um, I think it's just going to be a little footnote there. Um, he did mention that he didn't want to come back to Star Wars unless everyone came back, like J.J. and Daisy Ridley. And that would be pretty wild if they all came back somehow <laughs> for a Finn show. And, of course, we have... That backstory now with Finn, that story they introduced to us that, okay, he is force sensitive. That's how he was able to hold his own a little bit against Kylo Ren. That's how he was able to wield a lightsaber. And kind of that failed promise they gave us that Finn was going to be 
um, uh, a force sensitive, essentially, with the lightsaber and all the marketing and him very prominent with the lightsaber. I was totally expecting him to be to become like a, a new Jedi for a new Jedi order. But yeah, it didn't happen. But now they had that opportunity. Well, it's it's funny because in in the in the new Lego holiday special, like like they actually even like touched up on upon uh Ray training him. And I thought that was funny. I I wasn't expecting it, but the holiday special technically is the first sequel to the sequels. And in some ways it is canon, which is true to me. Um, but that's on a personal level. But I uh uh I I would love to see a version of where we go after the sequels and we see Finn training. But at the same time, you also got to think, you know, what other story is there to tell after the sequels? Who is going to be the enemy at this point? You know, it would be to me, it would be the emperor coming back or like some new, like dark side person coming in. But I wasn't were you completely satisfied with the Rise of Skywalker ending, or were you like there? It, it should have been way more epic. Um, the it, last you're right. Film. You're right. I didn't. I I I just remember just watching that scene of where the Emperor um, was standing in front of Ray and Kylo, and, and in front of Ben Solo, and I was like, okay, he's gonna pull out his lightsabers from. Revenge of the Sith, and they're gonna have a duel, mm-hmm. and there was no big lightsaber battle um, there. Yeah. And 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 Daisy Ridley said, which I think was funny and it was very bold of her at the time, is that she said that the lightsaber fight that we have in Rise of Skywalker is the best out of the entire saga. If you're saying that, you've got to build up like you have to. She all right. So so she said that in a in an interview i believe with variety and i remember she said that and i was like that's that's a that's a bold claim because a lot of the lightsaber fights um like the best ones were from the prequels um from from darth maul obi-wan and qui-gon anakin versus obi-wan and then old uh old ben uh and Vader and uh and then Luke Invader and Empire. So I was kind of blown away when the only lightsaber fight there was was between Kylo and Rey on the second Death Star and then th- that was it. And then we didn't get a big lightsaber fight at all. So I would love to see if they did do like a sequel series to the sequel trilogy that they get maybe a different director and a different writer. And it might be better. Like, I mean, maybe even have Dave Filoni, like, write it. I think if they do, which, yeah, they are going to do another trilogy of films, I think yeah. Filoni is going to be, yeah, if not the director, a creative consultant or the, the, the lead creative guy on it. So, um, I, I and I think something that we should totally do, like, for, uh, for the Patreon is do is do an episode where we talk about like what if um if JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson and all these other people didn't do the sequel trilogy and it was John Favreau and Dave Filoni instead. 
Well, if they would have just waited a little while and not rush into the films, that yeah. probably would have been the case. Yeah, and that, I'm telling you right now, we would be looking at things completely differently. Like, on a whole different level, everyone would love the sequels. Like, yeah, no but then again, the Man- then again, the Mandalorian probably wouldn't have existed, right? I I I know, but <laughs> I don't think that the sequel trilogy got the attention that it deserved mm-hmm. when it was being made. Yeah, and we know that if Dave Filoni and John Favreau worked on it, we would have gotten that attention because all that first episode of season two of Mando, like on Tatooine, do you know like how hard it is to be? Like to have slow parts where you're just like I'm not interested, and not to have that in a, in an episode, like and and that first episode of season two, there's it was no, almost like a mini movie in a way. That yeah, first yeah, and 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 there's no parts in that in that episode where I'm not like, hey, I'm gonna check out my phone or whatever. Like I'm hooked the entire time, and that's what they needed to do with the sequel trilogy to keep you on the edge of your seat. And yeah. they did that with a show, with one episode. That's saying something, and and that's what should have been done in the first place. That was an incredible first episode, man. Oh my gosh, yeah! Like season, oh man. Now I'm 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 rewatching the Mandalorian right now, and I'm I'm just so happy with everything that's going on with it. And we all know the book of Boba Fett's gonna blow everyone away too. So, if they do a sequel trilogy, have Dave Filoni and John Favreau be part of it. I think. I think going forward, I think they all. I think they need to be part of every new Star Wars project, and it's because of you know that that they are going to pay attention to the last detail to everything, and they're going to make the storytelling better than we ever thought it was going to be. And that's how Star Wars should be, and that's what George Lucas wanted. Um, uh, he, uh, he made sure when he didn't fully out, uh, direct the other films that he picked people that would make these films phenomenal. And when he did that with empire and he did that with return of the Jedi, they're, they're no classics and it's because of, he trusted the right people and he picked the right people. And I think they just didn't pick the right people for the sequel trilogy. And George Lucas had nothing to do with that. And the fact that Dave Filoni worked with George Lucas firsthand in the Clone Wars and then went to live action, it's because of Dave Filoni learned from the man himself. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And J.J. Abrams just doing his own thing and Brian Johnson doing his own thing <laughs> resulted in the sequel trilogy just being like, I'm done with Return of the Jedi. I, I, I don't need to watch the sequel trilogy. Like, ah, I don't need to watch it again. Some people are like that. Yeah. But then the Mandalorian came out, and you're like, okay, I watch all the, I I watch Return of the Jedi and on the original six. Then I watch the Mandalorian, and I and then I don't have to watch anything after that. Like that's how some people see it, and it's sad, but that's the way it is. So with these future series coming out, with these future movies, Dave Filoni or John Favreau need to be involved. I think they really do. So the last two episodes of the Bad Batch, and then we get the confirmation that Bad Batch season two is happening. Yeah, yeah. No more Camino. Yeah, that we were all kind of wondering well, what happened with Camino. Did it still exist? Or the uh, there's a man clone facility on Camino. Camino yeah. still exists, maybe. Um, but well, we know maybe. that the cloning facility 
went under. Yeah. I'm I was I was a little emotional when they blew up Camino, like of the city. And the reason why is because of the people that did it were clones. Like mm-hmm. And, and Tarkin were keeping fire when ready, and they didn't pull the trigger. It was the clones that pressed yeah. the button to blow up Camino, and that's even more sad. And that's great, how great of the storytelling is. And I just, I was expecting for one of the members to, um, to not make it. Yeah, but, I think a lot of people were expecting someone yeah. to go, and now. It's it was held off and that's fine, but now we know that it's gonna happen in season two. Like one of them's not gonna make it in season two. Unless there's a season three. Well, if there well, I mean, and then and then season three would be kind of recovering from I mean, because that's what sometimes they do with the shows and stuff, because if you pay attention to uh uh in Rebel season two, we we ended up losing Ahsoka. Um, and we didn't think Ahsoka was, we like didn't think that, that she would die. But technically she did. So at some point in the timeline, Ahsoka did die. But then um, but then when Ezra went to the world between worlds, then Ezra pulled her out. And I know that sounds confusing. But, uh, um, but I just, so watching that, me thinking in the, of the Bad Batch of what's going to happen is that we'll, We'll either lose someone in, like you know that the fans have really um, grown to love, and I think it's either going to be Crosshair, Hunter, or Wrecker. I think it's going to be one of those three. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think it would be Tech. If it was Tech, I would be surprised, and including with Echo, I don't think it would be Echo either. I I, I think if the Bad Batch, you know, didn't you know end up splitting up or something like that, then Echo would join Rex, and then Echo wouldn't. You know, there would be a reason why Echo wasn't there when we see him in Star's Rebels. Yeah, every time I see Echo, he's looking pretty pale. <laughs> yeah, well, I he mean, like he's he, kind of sickly there. He was tortured for a bit, so. He was drained of yeah. the Metachlorians. Mm. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah no, overall, I, I did like the first season. Um, I know a lot of I people did. had a lot of criticism on it. That it was slow or that they nothing was happening. But I mean stuff happened. I mean, I, I didn't have it have the bad batch on a super high pedestal or anything. So any new Star Wars to me is is good Star Wars. I mean, there's right, right. And, uh, and that's what I loved about the Bad Batch was that that it was more adventure and more things that we have seen before, but some things we haven't seen before. And it did kind of dive deeper into um, yeah. what was the point of the Clone Wars, like I mean it, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and it dived deeper into the fact that the clones' purpose was to be was to be pawns of of the Emperor's plan, and uh, and they all got scrapped in the end, uh, and some of them you know became you know, training officers of the empire or did, you know, it's stuff like strictly for the emperor. Uh, and just seeing them blow up Camino to me was just so, so sad. Uh, because of the invasion of Camino where like they did everything to defend it. That was all made by the emperor. Like that, that was all just, 
it's it's crazy to think about that. Mostly everything in the galaxy has happened because of one man. Mm-hmm. He staged everything. Now I'm not talking about um like of just like you know a small portion. He staged everything. He staged Order sixty six. He uh uh he 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 staged uh Anakin turning to the dark side. Um, and just being a really bad influence and manipulating him. He changed the galaxy. This one guy did, and he's been planning it for years. And, and that impact still happened in Bad Batch, and you just realize how powerful and smart he was. And it's crazy to think one guy to do that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about of the world. Like I, I mean, like of where we see supervillains, you know, try and take over the world and stuff. This was of the galaxy. Like so many planets, so many people, so many different stories. All together, the emperor is part of it in some way, in some form, and that's insane to like think about. But I think the I think the first season was great too. I um that the, there were some elements where it was kind of slow, but then you're like, oh okay, uh, and I think it's gonna some of those stories that were quotations filler episodes are going to uh, make more sense in season two, and, and I think that those aren't over. But some things I would love to see in season two would be. Fennec Shand and young Boba Fett. I would love to see that. Uh, and I would also love to see Ahsoka Tano in some way, more of Captain Rex. I'd love to see what happened to Commander Cody. I mean, they already talked about already bringing in some familiar faces that we haven't seen in a long time, like on uh, on, on the Star Wars show, like of where they break down everything that happened during the week. They did talk about... Uh, um, how in season two where where they've started filming that i mean where they started making it whatever and that there are going to be characters um that that we haven't seen in a while so that's going to be cool to see and i'm thinking we'll probably see some other clone wars characters and um and hopefully ahsoka because everyone loves ahsoka we we, we want we want to see more of ahsoka and and if we do see ahsoka with Omega and them, then that's going to bring, you know, Omega possibly into the Ahsoka show and some of those elements there. I want to see Omega in the Bo- Book of Boba Fett show. And that's where I want to see her. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of, I mean, because something else that a lot of people don't understand about Star Wars, which Star Wars has been doing a lot since all the shows and everything, is that it's all connected. So everything that happens in the Clone Wars, everything that happens in Star Wars Rebels, everything that's happened in Bad Batch, you know, even all the cartoons, it crosses over into live action to where they are canon and it did happen. Uh, and it's and for example, seeing Ahsoka for the first time in live action, that was crazy because we we first got her in a cartoon movie in 2008 and then here we are and what like a year ago back in 2020 where she made her live action appearance by by a very good actress like rosario dawson did a phenomenal job i, I only wish that ashley Eckstein, what it was there in some way where like she did the voice or something 
but uh, it's probably not doable. But I, I, I thought I thought Rosario Dawson did a great job, and I wanted that. I wanted that element of where we would get more live action people. I mean, people who were in the show into live action, and then we got Katie Sackoff mm-hmm. coming back as that was a real cool one, yeah. As a man, as a, a Bo-Katan, yeah. and it fits into the timeline. People are like, "Wait, who's she?" And then you go back and watch the Clone Wars, and you're like, "Whoa!" And then she's in Star Wars Rebels, and you're like, "Whoa!" So it's it's awesome to see those elements of of just what a show can do. Uh, from 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 a cartoon to live action, and I think that it does hold the element of bringing more of these characters that we love and know into that and i think you know maybe maybe we might get omega that would be really cool to see her in the book of boba fett and then that might tease that you know in season two that we i mean if if you just showed up somewhere and they don't explain it then you're like okay they'll definitely explain the storyline of of what happened to where she was like in season two or something and why she's in the book of boba fett mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I thought the show was great. It was more, it was more Star Wars, and that's always fantastic. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the other thing we found out was that Carl Weathers talked about the Mandalorian yeah. season three filming season in three, September. September. Even he though we've gotten a lot convention. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of news about filming. Um, maybe pre-production stuff, stuff that didn't require the main actors. Um, so it's it's interesting that it feels like they're kind of using their time wisely in a sense, and yeah, getting all these shows ready. And yeah, it's getting super close to the Book of Boba Fett here coming up in December. I mean, just... yeah, um, D twenty three is coming up, and they'll definitely talk about. Um, yeah. They'll 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 definitely show you stuff for the upcoming series and we'll definitely, I mean, after that, it comes, it comes out in a month and then I was just like, okay, there it is. And we might get a trailer for, for the new Spider-Man too. Like at that point, I mean, hopefully at that point, get <laughs> one, but, uh, uh, but at that point we'll, we'll probably see footage for, for, the for the Endor series, Kenobi series, and then Book of Boba Fett, and then possibly you know like a teaser of season three of The Mandalorian, and and maybe stuff for the other shows, and they'll probably announce more shows too, um, and more projects as well. Uh, and I just remember at the investors meeting last year, where we we were all just blown away by by everything they announced, uh, and it's going to be cool if we end up getting that again at. at at D23. Yeah. So hopefully. Here's hoping. Here's to hope. Yeah, it feels like this is a good point to maybe predict that a Book of Boba Fett trailer is going to drop yeah. for, for D23. Mm-hmm. But it just stinks because that, that's like way too close. It's like a month away <laughs> from like from when it would come out. Yeah. Um, I think they did that for... For the, I mean, we let's see. Yeah, we got the Obi Wan Kenobi announcement yeah. at D twenty three. Yeah, and uh, and 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 that happened in twenty nineteen. 
um like in september i believe and then that's when we got our first trailer for it too and then october is when we got disney plus so it it was a month out it was a month out like before we got that first trailer yeah because of because we also got that big first trailer too for the rise of skywalker at uh at uh at 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 d23 as well and we saw i do you well well no because of we got it from star wars i I keep forgetting star celebration happened that year too (laughs) um but i remember that we got like the second trailer like i mean we like technically did get the first trailer for the mandalorian um like earlier um of 2019 but it was only for people that were in that room that really got like the real footage um and not just behind the scenes stuff and then we got that full out trailer for rise of skywalker but but there is no celebration this year so there's a chance that it might happen like that soon to to the actual release date but we'll have to see yeah so another thing i want to talk about here um i went to the disney store um, because I had some free time. I'm trying to think. I think it was maybe like around my birthday. And I was not expecting to see some of the stuff that I saw. There's actually merch from Galaxy's Edge at the Disney store that you can actually purchase. And I actually purchased this pin here. Hey. And um, that's actually from 2018. I'm looking at the back of it right now. But yeah, they have a lot of stuff from Galaxy's Edge. You can actually buy at the Disney Store, yeah. Which I I found kind of unusual that they would actually do that. But I guess they have a little surplus, and um, I bought a couple things, but uh, mostly nice. everything that I bought was at Galaxy's Edge when I went the two times that I went this year. So, well, uh, and something else is right now is actually a really good time to go to Disney. All together, um, not at Disney. I mean, it, I, I don't know that much about going for Disneyland, but for Disney World right now is a good time because of school just started. And then also, uh, it is the off. Uh, uh, it's the calm just before the storm of the 50th anniversary of Disney, which is on, which is on uh, October 1st. And Brooke and I have been going a decent amount. And no joke, like today we went and Epcot was like empty. Like it wasn't busy at all. Most of the rides were all where you could just walk on them, uh, except for Test Track. But Test Track always has a big line. But I went to Galaxy's Edge the other day and I only waited 25 minutes for for going on Smugglers. Uh, and then I and then Star Tours never had a wait, so I just walked on that and did that like ten times. But it's it's a good time to to actually go to. Oh oh yeah no no I dude I love Star Tours. It's yeah, awesome. I love it too, man. It, it's so much fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. You honestly, if you have the chance and you are kind of free with your time and money, I would go to Disney right now like yeah. before the 50th anniversary because this is the perfect time to go because everyone's waiting to go for the 50th anniversary uh and as soon as the 50th anniversary hits in october october 1st it's going to be busy for the rest of the year uh and it's probably going to be busy in the beginning of next year and then you have that kind of off season between holidays mm-hmm. uh and you know summer and stuff but it's i i would definitely go now yeah, yeah. 
I would really like to go during like the Halloween time where they decorate the park with the uh, pumpkin. They stuff. actually start decorating Halloween in August, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now all of the Halloween decorations are up at, uh, at Magic <laughs> Kingdom. Yeah, and, that's awesome. and, and it's been like that since the beginning of August. So I would definitely check that out. Uh, but uh, October is just going to be crazy because uh, October is usually crazy because of the anniversary of the park. And the and a lot of people are going to be like, I'm going to be there for the 50th anniversary. They're not wrong because it's it's crazy. It's it's going to be crazy. And and I've been, you know, kind of celebrating. I'm just being like, hey, you know, it's it's not busy right now. And you're just like, oh, it's it's going to get busy. So if you have time, I would go now. If not, then I would wait until maybe later in the like of next year, um, like around that period where it's between holidays. So it'd be just the end of January and like the whole month of February. It's probably not going to be as busy. I mean, who knows? Because because they're going to be celebrating like the 50th anniversary until all the way until October 1st of next year. But but those first couple of months of the 50th, it's it's going to be crazy. Cool, man. So the last thing I wanted to talk about here was I actually had a really vivid dream. And it's been a while since I've been able to remember what I dreamt about. But it was kind of funny because it was Star Wars related. And I usually don't have Star Wars dreams. I was at some type of comic convention. And Natalie Portman was there, which is something that never happens. And she was there, I guess, signing autographs, doing an appearance. And she actually walked into the room that I was seated in. And I wasn't thinking that I was going to get like a photo op or an autograph with her or anything. But there was a guy that asked her, hey, can I get this sign from you? She simply nodded and she walked out the room. And I turned to my wife. I was like, I'm going to get something signed from her. And I was thinking, man, I I don't have anything of hers on me. So I went out to the convention floor. This is all in my dream, by the way. So I went out to the convention floor looking for something uh, from the prequels. And most of the stuff on the floor was like Hobbit stuff, yeah, (laughs) which is kind of funny. So I had a tough time finding stuff. So I took a lot of time trying to find something. And I was in a certain spot of the floor where they had action figures so i was looking at like miscellaneous action figures so i was like looking through and i turned to my left and carrie fisher walks right by me and she goes like two aisles behind me and at this point i guess in the kind of um time frame of my dream i mean she hadn't passed away yet she was walking she was right behind me i knew that was her and i was like should i talk to her she's like right behind me so I turned around, I said something to her, and we had like a little conversation. And that was it. That's all I can remember from the dream. Oh, there you go. So, well, I mean, but it was I, very I, vivid, and I remember it, which is not common, yeah. not often. Well, well, I was gonna say, well, if you wait, dreams dreams come true, but if characters are in it, yeah. But yeah, I uh, know Natalie Portman is signing stuff for Star Wars Autograph Universe. I think she already did a big signing. So it is possible to get her autograph. So, yeah, that's nice. that's pretty much all I had, and I think most of the big stories that happened. Um, so, yeah, you um, if you're not watching us, you can watch us definitely on YouTube. 
Yeah. And yeah, yeah just YouTube. yeah, just simply look us up, Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Uh, we're there, of course. We talked about Patreon. We're there at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. There you go for everyone that's watching. Uh, we're on Instagram, of course. Colin Ooh. handles that. We're on Twitter at Stuff Pod. We're on TikTok. Of course, we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Yeah. And you can also find us still. It's just your podcast, uh, podcast. I would I'll check that out too. Yeah, definitely. And we're also on Audible. We still have the Audible trial available for you guys yeah. on Patreon.com forward slash stuff. There are there are so many good Star Wars books out there, guys. Like so many Star Wars Star Wars books. Yeah. And I highly recommend going on Audible because they have so many varieties that you can listen to. And sometimes, you know, you don't want to pull out um and just read them and just having them kind of sp- spoke to you is 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 awesome. So I would do yeah, it. especially if you're driving in the car. And oh yeah, I know. Listening to music can get kind of boring sometimes. You just not in the mute, not in the mood for it. But yeah. yeah, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, it helps us out a lot. Write us a review, give us five stars. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's it for Colin. My name is David. May the force be with you always.